Good morning, y'all. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good night. What's up? How you doing? I miss you. Happy birthday. What's going on? Relax your shoulders. Unclench that jaw. Sit back. Relax. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. (laughs) It's happy. And uh, we didn't realize it until after we posted um, last week's episode, which was How Are You Doing?, uh, we didn't realize we posted it on the first day of Mental Health Awareness Month because we didn't know that May was Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. So we if you didn't know. know like us, May is the Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. Is the month of mental health awareness. I, I don't know. It doesn't matter what we It's say. about your mental health. It's yeah. really important. Yeah. So that with that being said, Juan and I are going to use the month of May to talk about mental health because we have plenty of our own experiences to contribute to the conversation of mental health and um, reducing the stigma around it. So to continue with the theme of mental health, uh, we are going to give you a trigger warning now. This week we are diving into the topic of anxiety, so if that triggers you in any way... uh, We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm. We love you. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Mm-hmm. If you're here to talk about it with us and hear us out, buckle up and na 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 na. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> buckle up and na 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 na. That was the car starting. <laughs> Your Honda. <laughs> Why do we talk about Hondas every episode? Oh, they're a crucial part of living where we live. So, we all experienced the pandemic, so we all know the very frightening feeling of going from zero to a thousand and having no control over that scenario, and that's literally what anxiety feels like anyways. Um, To have that happen in real life, a lot of people were affected by that, and we have some, some facts to share about anxiety for anybody that needs to learn more about it. Um, during August 2020 to February 2021, the percentage of adults with recent symptoms of anxiety or a depressive disorder increased from 36.4% to 41.5%. And the percentage of those reporting an unmet mental health care need increased from 9.2% to 11.7%. And that is taken from the CDC. So if you want to look that up, um, what else do we have here? As well as COVID-19, the the COVID-19 pandemic triggered a 25% increase in prevalence of anxiety and depression worldwide. And that's from the World Health Organization. Yes, sir. And then the last one for, again, this is for anybody that doesn't have any information Just some, about. Just some quick little facts for you. Yeah. Get you some education. This is from the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, so the ADAA. Anxiety disorders are the most common illness, mental illness in the United States, affecting 40 million adults in the United States age 18 and older, or 18.1% of the population every year. And anxiety disorders are highly treatable, yet only 36.9% of those suffering receive treatment. And it doesn't say why, but, you know, our um, healthcare system doesn't really cover mental health ever. 
for a lot of people. So, yeah. So while we're on the topic of uh, facts about anxiety, we have an article here from Healthline.com titled Everything You Need to Know About Anxiety. And we were going to list off uh, from the section it says, what are the symptoms of anxiety? While anxiety symptoms vary from person to person, in general, the body reacts in a very specific way to anxiety. When you feel anxious, your body goes on high alert looking for possible danger and activating your fight-or-flight responses. As a result, some common symptoms of anxiety include nervousness, restlessness, or being tense, feelings of danger, panic, or dread, rapid heart rate, rapid breathing, or hyperventilation, increased or heavy sweating, trembling, or muscle twitching, weakness and lethargy, uh, difficulty focusing or thinking clearly about anything other than the thing you're worried about, insomnia, digestive or gastrointestinal problems such as gas, constipation or diarrhea, a strong desire to avoid the things that trigger your anxiety, obsessions about certain ideas, a sign of obsessive compulsive disorder, performing certain behaviors over and over again, anxiety surrounding a particular life event or experience that has occurred in the past, especially indicative of post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I know that was a lot, that was Mm -hmm. a mouthful, and I just boom, 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 hit every single one of them. But let's focus on these couple um, up top here about, like, nervousness, restlessness, muscle twitching, trembling. Like, from my experiences of anxiety, growing up, it wasn't really, like, discussed. Like, I didn't know what anxiety was, what it felt like. And how to handle it because it wasn't really talked about much. And I would always hear like people in school or just in my age group in general saying like how anxious or depressed they were. And like everyone around me was just like, I have anxiety. I suffer from anxiety and depression. And I'm like, why is everyone so anxious? Why are we so like sad all the time what's going on like life isn't that bad we don't have that much to worry about but at the same time I didn't even realize how much of an anxious person I was like even seeing anxiety in my parents like my mom had told me about her experiences like with anxiety and panic attacks but even like looking back at it I see how much she suppressed it because of how much she was told, like, oh, it wasn't real, or it's not as bad as she thinks it was. And, like, that's still happening now, like, for some people. it Not as much, because, like, it's starting to be acceptable. Like, hey, we're all really fucking anxious here. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're always on 100, always feeling like we have to be in fight or flight. And I think everyone's starting to understand, like, we need to chill out a little bit. So no, I don't hear it as much personally like, oh, it's not that bad. You'll be all right. I had one person tell me, you just need to get over it. <laughs> it was like, okay. Yeah? Recently? Yeah. yeah. How recent? Last summer. Okay. I was told, yeah, you just need to pull yourself out of it. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. When I'm hyperventilating, I'll really do that. I'm one of those people that, um, like on the symptoms list, I have rapid heart rate. Heart rate. I have rapid heart rate, 
hyperventilation, and um, a bunch of other things. But those are the biggest two for me. I I, I can't have the pull muscle, myself out of it. I have the muscle twitching. Yeah. And like I random parts of my body, like especially around my knees, mm-hmm. like my uh, my knees will tremble. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm sitting down, like I'm. Uh, yeah. Juan has learned my cues with my experiences with anxiety. Mm-hmm. So if I get anxious, especially before a um, social event and I'm ready, I'm right there. I'm about to start hyperventilating. He is so quick to like come in and swoop that thing away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop the heart rate, but it definitely stops the like, you know, whole hyperventilating. Yeah, I'm aware of it and I can like jump in and help out but i i do hyperventilate quite a bit (laughs) i also uh in moments of anxiety like depending on the mood of the people around me if i notice someone's mad like perfect example if abby's mad for some reason i'll tiptoe around her and then i'll start cleaning because i'll feel like any mess that's around is my fault and i'll like it'll increase her level of anger and stress so i like stress clean when i'm anxious Mm -hmm. just so i don't make anyone else mad Mm -hmm. or anxious but that just i walk around i'm like all right what can i i like hyper clean yeah i actually it actually makes me more mad when you do that because growing up that's what i would do if anybody in my family was mad i would hyper clean to make the scenario quote-unquote better Mm mm-hmm so I know that you're doing that, but it makes me more mad because I'm like, stop. Like, you have nothing to do with me being mad right I, now. I physically can't. My brain's <laughs> like, bro, you have the Clean. You, you've left that cup there for far too long. Get it out of here now. <laughs> no, no, you don't have to. It's OK. And I know, like, clearly, as you just heard right there, there's a lot of humor behind anxiety. And sometimes people laugh it off a little too much yeah. when, it's, when it does seriously need to be talked about. Like, at some point, you got to draw the line. Like, it's not a joke anymore. Like, yeah. until just recently, I would say probably from this past summer, like, I just really started, like, paying attention to my cues mm-hmm. and understanding, like... Unfortunately, last summer was the deepest, darkest hole of emotion Juan has, I have ever seen him go through. Yeah, it was a rough, it was a rough time. And being on the opposite end of that, having my own anxiety, I'm like, what do I do? But, you know, it, it took a while, but we got out of it. However, I definitely like pushed for Juan, not pushed in like, go get the shit taken care of but like hey bud your mental health is so important Mm -hmm. please take care of yourself first before you try and take care of me and our daughter and that was like a lot of the source of my anxiety because at that time i was working three plus jobs still barely scraping by and i'm like on edge constantly i was trying to get the business going and i'm like oh, what do i do to make money like right now like i was constantly like on edge mm-hmm. we had a lot of drama going restless on. i was i had a, a lot of those symptoms insomnia like my stomach was constantly in knots yeah yeah like i was it was a lot going on but 
I had no idea. I was just, I was just trying to get by. Mm-hmm. And it was a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't want to say caused a lot of drama, but like, I didn't have much of my men. I had no check on my mental health. No, that thing was unhinged. Like I didn't know what to do, and I had honestly talked about going to therapy but like I could barely afford to take care of us and the thought of trying to fork out a couple hundred bucks for some therapy sessions like I was like "Mm, not a priority right now yeah gotta get this bread yeah and I was even still working at that time and that's a lot of common situations people fall into like they understand that their mental health isn't doing the greatest and they want to go seek out some uh some form of help but you can't afford it and like that's the hardest part because it's like just like that scenario i was in last summer it's like are we gonna have groceries this week or am i gonna go see a therapist Mm -hmm. to try and make sure that i can yeah make it through the week yeah and like i made it through we it it was a lot of work i'm okay now i at least understand what happened the role i played and what happened it was a rough time it was a learning experience but i did tell myself all the time like I know I'm in a dark tunnel right now, and I'll make it to the end sometime soon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when. I was like, it's going to get better. It can't be like this forever. Yes. Panic. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> fucking panic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, as Juan was going through his really, like, deep depressive state, which we're going to save, you know, that topic for um, another episode this month. Um, my anxiety shot through the roof because I was trying to make sure that he was okay all the time. And I also experience, you know, in hand in hand with anxiety is panic attacks, which I don't know anybody else that suffers from panic attacks. Um, but let me read you. The definition of what a panic attack is so we can, you know, be accurate, right? Mm-hmm. So a panic attack is a sudden episode of intense fear or anxiety and physical symptoms based on a perceived threat rather than imminent danger. So that's obviously going to be different for everybody, whatever that threat is. And sometimes it's like for me, it's triggered by something really dumb and like something that's completely out of my control and really won't make a difference. Mm -hmm. So I will read some of the symptoms because they're also listed on that same page that we read the um, anxiety symptoms from. So palpitations, sweating, shaking and trembling, feeling shortness of breath or smothering, sensation sensation of choking, chest pains and tightness, nausea or gastrointestinal problems, dizziness, lightheadedness or feeling faint, feeling hot or cold, Numbness or tingling sensations, feeling detached from oneself or reality known as depersonalization and derealization, fear of going crazy, quote unquote, or losing control, and fear of dying. So 
one, I listen to this song a lot and it talks about derealization. So derealization is a mental state where you feel detached from your surroundings. People and objects around you may seem unreal. Even so, you are aware that this altered state isn't normal. More than half of all people may have this disconnect from reality once in their lifetime. And I've experienced this quite a few times in the middle of having a panic attack because they like are kind of one and the same almost but um I tend to get really like hot all over and I my like body gets kind of numb and it's just this like quick intense fear out of nowhere and it's like wow I am dying and then it's like I have an outer body experience and it's like well this isn't even real I'm not even this person Mm. it's quite all right and my vision gets all blurry And then afterwards, once that peak of, like, fear has hit, the rest of it is just increased heart rate, heart palpitations, and then just fear of the previous experience of the climax of that panic attack. Wow, that's a lot. And that's just, it could be a few minutes that all of that happens in. Panic attacks are horrible, and it's like, you live in fear a lot of times fearing that experience again because it's so horrible that you don't want to do it so I haven't had one in quite a while but it's usually in like high times of stress or an induced thing that I had a position that I had put myself in that induces that It's kind of hard to explain because everybody's experience is going to be different. Right. It's not like. It feels like you get shot. Because it doesn't feel like that at all. So, yes. If you want to be real, almost that whole time you were talking, I was listening. But my brain kind of wandered off to something that happened at work today and I got extremely anxious about it and could only focus on that. Mm-hmm. Like I heard you, but I have no idea what you said. Mm-hmm. And that's me being completely honest because my heart just started racing about something and I'm like, I need to fix this right now. Like mm-hmm. the second I get into work tomorrow, I got to take care of that. Yeah. So that just goes to show <laughs> <laughs> this is real and actively <laughs> happening. Like, uh. man, there was no need for me to think about that. Like, I have to focus on this. And that's another thing, like, with... Didn't it say one of the symptoms was, like, not being able to focus on a task? Like, yeah. Oh, man. I will start so many different things and never finish any of them. I start like, pacing. That, too. I'll pace trying to figure out what I want to do. But you don't do a single thing. Yeah, and it makes me so much more anxious. Yeah. Let's take a deep breath. It's okay. I'm home. I can't do anything about it. I'm recording this podcast. I'm talking to y'all. I'm here with you. It's okay. When I started my health journey, yeah, you take that deep breath. We're chilling now. Yeah. There was no need for any of that. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm upset that I went through that. When I started my health journey, like I previously talked about a couple months ago, um, before my first doctor's appointment, um, I brought up the thing that I was going for, the reason I'm on a health journey. And then I also brought up 
having anxiety. And I was practicing in the lobby in my head, trying to explain my anxiety. And I started like premeditating having and like a whole meltdown mm. because I was anxious about talking about my anxiety. So that just I, reminded me of like a childhood thing <laughs> I used to do. I'm gonna touch back on that. So I got so I get into the office and the doctor's talking to me and everything, and I'm like, eh, eh, and I can't freaking breathe. I'm like, oh, eh, <laughs> have, and she's like, whoa, whoa. It's okay. Because I was starting to talk about I was like, hey, I wanted to talk about anxiety. And she was like, what symptoms do you have? And I'm like, my heart. (laughs) (laughs) And my heart is like, my heart's like that right now. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, and I, yeah. And she was like, okay. Now I finally, like, we calm down and whatever, but I can't. So referring back to that story, uh, while I have it on my mind, when I was a kid, I just realized this now, uh, how much anxiety I would have in this moment. So how you were talking about like premeditating, asking or saying a certain thing, mm-hmm. we, me and my brothers would always have to ask permission to play video games. So like my dad would be in the basement and we would go to ask him, but like we would crack the door open and we'd stand at the top of the steps and listen. Cause like he'd be down there playing music, whatnot, just chilling. And we would wait for a moment to get quiet and we'd be like, dad, <laughs> can, can we play video games? He'd be like, what? I'm like, can we, can we play video games? <laughs> and then like, yeah, I would get, I would literally stand there and like, some t- I remember one time, me and my older brother, he may not remember this, but we counted, like, you know, the miming, like, yes, like exactly and then we would say dad at the same time, and oh, man, like, I hated asking because I didn't want to, like, constantly be bothering my dad because, like, he worked a lot, and he did his thing, he was in the basement, We we've talked about this before. Like, obviously, me and my dad. So, that's all good there. I understand. But it was just, like, nerve-wracking as a kid to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, I realized, like, how much anxiety that caused me just to ask to play video games. Yeah. I was so anxious that I couldn't even sing in the car next to anybody I know you still don't. I, and like I tell you all the time, I'm like, I love hearing you like sing over on the side. I think it's so like cute and wholesome. I can't, I simply cannot. I simply can't. <laughs> so my mom would go into this grocery store, this little Italian grocery store in our in my hometown, and I would turn up the music really loud when she got out of the car, and I would sing my heart out, and mm-hmm. I would see her check out because the checkout's right beside the window. I would see her and immediately turn down the volume and just sit there. And she'd be like, oh, my God, I hope she didn't see me do that. (laughs) Because then she would come back and she would be like, oh, my gosh, were you singing? And I'm like, no, (laughs) no, don't ask me that. Don't ask me that. So because like because I'm shy being seen like in the center, like being like the center of attention or something like that Mm -hmm. is like the worst case scenario for me. Mm -hmm. Our wedding having jewel 
being in that center of attention moment, which is singing in the car, any moment like that, I can't do. Mm-hmm. Because the second that I become the center of attention, I shut down and I'm done. Mm. That's a lot of the reason why I even started having panic attacks in the first place. Because you'd be put in moments of being the center of attention. Yeah, and I felt like I had to perform a certain way, and I knew that I couldn't meet that standard that people were looking for in me. Mm-hmm. And so the fear of disappointment is filled with a gap of anxiety. Mm-hmm. And that anxiety has taken over where trial and error and being given the room to fail should be at. Mm-hmm. And I just, because I was not taught how to fail and then get back up, it's just filled with anxiety. Mm. So that is like... Was that like, comparing it to the symptoms, how you, they say like you get this feeling of dread. Like, did you dread those experiences? Any thing I was involved in, cheer, dance, even when you and I started dating. Like mm-hmm. when a perfect example is, do you remember that one class on um, that dance team that we were on? Mm-hmm. And we had to freestyle. It was mm-hmm. the first time you ever saw me freestyle. Yeah, you you started snapping, bro. That shit was crazy. The feeling that like I can describe it to is that it's like I get told to do a task, right? Mm-hmm. I know I have to do the task. I'm going to do the task. But the entire time that I'm doing the task, I feel like I'm dying. Mm. I'm literally on the inside. I am like red hot, ready to have a meltdown. I'm like on the verge of tears. I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. My heart is flying. And it feels like as soon as I stop doing this thing, I'm going to be reprimanded for how disappointing it was. Damn. That's how you really think? That's why I don't dance in front of anybody. That's why I don't sing in front of anybody. That's why I don't do anything in front of anybody because the fear of being a disappointment in any way, shape, and form is fueled by anxiety. For everything that I do. Damn. So, like, basically the fear of having, or the joy of having a hobby is hindered by the fear of disappointment and anxiety. Well, I think you're pretty fucking great at everything. Thanks. That's really, like... It's really sad. That's a lot to... It's a lot deeper than whatever I've ever explained it to me. Yeah, you've never, like, broken it down like that for me. Wow. Well, you make me pretty damn proud with everything you do. Thanks. You're not a disappointment. Thanks. I love you. I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I have yet to figure out how to overcome that. It's going to be a process. Because there's a lot rooted in there. There's, like, people-pleasing. There's anxiety. Mm -hmm. There's the... The disappointment thing is like a whole thing in itself. Mm-hmm. So, I know because you get started in these things that you really like, and, and I'm I, so proud of I it. I encourage you. I'm like, wow, you're like, this is awesome. Keep doing it, and mm-hmm. then you just drop it. The second that it's finished or close to being finished is when the d- disappointment fear sets in. Because, like, what that is is that it's like basically. I don't look a certain way, so it won't look right on me. Mm. So, like, we'll compare it to dance. If I started the last dance that I did, Mm -hmm. that was, like, that wasn't even that long ago. 
I took a long hiatus from dance mm. and I made this piece and I was super proud of it. But when it was finished, I didn't record it, but I did watch myself in like the mirror doing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this doesn't look right on me because my body type is wrong. Mm. And then I was like, oh, well, in my head it looks this way, but I'm not skilled enough in dance to be able to perform it the way that I want it to be performed. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, okay, well, even if I could overcome those two things, if I post it, I don't post content like that very often. So nobody's going to look at that and be like, wow, that's some really great art. They're going to be like, why are you bothering doing this? You're just trying to be a dancer. What the fuck? That's the exact reasons why I didn't post that video or even make the video to begin with. And so I looked at all of those things and I was like, case closed. Just like my anxiety over every episode and cancel culture. Mm -hmm. Like I still monitor myself because like people get canceled left and right and you never know for what. Yeah. And it's like. I'm afraid to simply enjoy anything because I'm afraid that it'll be offensive to somebody else. Mm. I f- this is going to dive into something else. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we've talked a lot about anxiety, panic attacks, and how difficult it can be, how far back <laughs> yeah. in our life it can go. We literally both had an anxiety experience, like, on this recording. So, like, it's okay. It's normal. It's natural. And if you're experiencing it for the first time since the pandemic, you are not alone. There are a lot of people that have experienced it for the first time since the pandemic. We are living in unhinged times. We don't, you know, nobody's ever experienced the things that we have all collectively experienced. The statistics we gave you earlier are only the numbers from the people they actually asked. Because I know I wasn't asked by anybody about my anxiety to contribute to that (laughs) statistic. Because, man, it's okay. So many more people than you think have anxiety. It's a common thing to have. And that's unfortunate because it is a reflection of the world that we live in. We have these things to cope with the world or as a result of the world. It's okay to talk about you're not alone. We're here for you. We love you and we hope you have a great day. Yes. If you need anybody to further talk about anxiety, both of our DMs are open. Our podcast DM is open. And yeah. We'll see you next time. Peace. Love. And applesauce. Bye. Bye.